But we should come in laughing like we just finished the last one. Are you recording? I'm rolling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Dollop. Awesome. This is a bi-racial American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to a guy. Okay. Not named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. We're friends. You omitted that. We are friends, but you're also a guy. Are you not a guy? I, I'm not going to get into this debate with you. So you're right. Good intro, pal. And this week on our part two... Permission to treat the coast as hostile? Uh, sir, I was in the middle of something. <laughs> no, permission denied. <laughs> uh, Karen Kilgariff back for part two. Part deuce. Glad to be here, guys. What an amazing part one we all had together and now digging into more American history with a guy and another guy. Right. <laughs> that's right. right. Perfect. Right? That's Great. Yeah, no, that's, that's the podcast. That's the title. Yeah. I'm so tired of listening to white guys on podcasts. Uh, Should I have I'm, said that? I'm tired of listening to you. That's the whole podcast, man. Yeah, I know. It's literally the podcast. Yeah, that is a problem for the show. Kind of is, yeah. That's a problem for the show. A little bit. And don't forget to listen to El Dollop, our podcast in Spanish. Yep. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part position. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. That's like the hippo. That's like the hippo. Action partner. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. That was great. Cool. Uh, so let's stop talking. Okay, wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Here's part two. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Uh, November 22nd, 1895, year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Sure. His wires are buzzing. His wires are buzzing. Mm. Eugene Debs is released from jail. Okay. 
Kind of jail. It was more of a camp. Right. Yeah. It was like it was, it was probably, like it, it was like meatballs the prison. Yeah. Exactly. So the <laughs> yeah the warden is just like well you you ain't you ain't gotta go home but you can't stay here unfortunately <laughs> we we all gonna miss you a lot if you ever find yourself on the wrong side of the law again don't don't feel like you can't come here boy we'll keep that bunk open for you. God, that sheriff's so emotional. Yeah, he, I made your friendship bracelet <laughs> in a to-go box. And here's some ramen for the road. I know you always like them shrimp-flavored noodles. I got some dust in my eyes. Why are turning? So he'd served six months for contempt of court. At 5 p.m., at 5 p.m., a train arrived in the town where the jail is with 300 supporters and a brass band that marched around the town square. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, quote, wept and cheered and laughed and cried. Okay. In uh, Chicago... Quite a, everything. It's every a lot emotion. Going on there. <laughs> <laughs> and then... It's just one guy doing that. Everyone else is like... Jesus, Jimmy. Keep, keep it together, Jim. Keep it together. <laughs> In Chicago, Gene's train was met by 100,000 people. Wow. They oh. lifted Gene onto their shoulders. Lift the train! <laughs> Lift it up high. Put the train on our shoulders, boys! <laughs> We're the train now, yeah. sons of bitches! <laughs> We're your track! <laughs> he walked to an auditorium, followed by a marching band, the, the mar- same marching band that was on the train. I'm trying to have a conversation <laughs> with some of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that night he shook, so he did a speech, and then that night he shook so many hands that his wrist swelled to twice its, twice its normal size, and what? he could barely move his arm. No. He just kept shaking hands until he's like, it doesn't work anymore! What? Yeah, how about you go easy on that grip, maybe? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Or stop at some point. My arm's swollen. It would be an insult for you to not shake this hand, damn sh- Okay. Fine. Uh-huh. And people had celebrations all across the country for him getting out of prison uh, right. as far away as Birmingham, Alabama. Which I believe is a socialist mayor right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1896, many in the Populist Party wanted him to run for president, but uh, he didn't want to align with a capitalist reform party. And uh, William McKinley won handily. Eugene was still doing a dance around socialism. He wasn't Can out. Can I ask a question? Oh, but yeah. I do apologize. Mm-hmm. But I changed. Uh, from public school to private school between fifth oh, so and sixth oh, okay. grade. Yeah, did you? In high school, I did that. Um, so, in my old school, they taught the presidents in sixth grade, and in my new school, they had already taught it in fifth grade. Oh, so I have no idea about hilarious. states, state capitals, or the presidents <laughs> of the United States. Karen, without that excuse, I have the same thing. Oh, yeah, and they yeah. taught it to me. <laughs> I just wasn't there, if you understand. I was <laughs> mentally not in the building. I see. Yeah. You just... So you don't even need, yeah, you don't need just, I mean, you're among friends. I here. was just going to say, like, you know, is McKinley, what's he known for as, like, a president? Was he a good one? Dreadlocks. No. <laughs> and to be fair, Karen, do you know that on this podcast, I at one point learned, and I do a lot of that, mm-hmm. at one point learned on this show that Benjamin Franklin was not a president. So again, there is no, you don't need to worry about okay. anything at all. Thank you. you I was can, getting really insecure. Don't you Thank worry you. about a thing. I didn't even know McKinley was a name. <laughs> I can't remember, but I think he was about expanding, you know, and and stacking up wood and so kind yes, of like a little uh, pyramid. And then, and, then Gen- and then Jenga. Yeah. Um, Logs are not treated properly. <laughs> 
so he was assassinated. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was one oh. of the first one. I mean, that's, I guess that's what he's most known for. By a log. Yeah. By. It <laughs> yeah. should have been stacked proper. Hi, <laughs> McKinley. The log revolt. Yeah. Why did we do Jenga with these? McKinley, don't pull that one out. <laughs> this seems like it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, so Eugene's still doing a dance around socialism. He supported the founding of the Brotherhood of the Cooperative Commonwealth to create a cooperative colony. So this was a big movement, and then people were like, let's start a socialist colony in a Western state. It okay. was a big debate. Right. Some, some people were like, no, we just have to take over the country. Other people were like, no, let's just start a thing. Let's, let's be like Mormons. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that worked great. Uh, and, but he's so he's read Karl Marx, so he is now like yeah he's he's definitely in there right. and he's just not out about it right like this this he's ruminating cooperative Commonwealth he's behind it but then he doesn't go to the convention so right. he's like I'm doing a dance right uh, Gene was asked to help with strikes in Colorado and he gets off the train in Leadville and men immediately warned him not to give any speeches or he would be hurt okay but he did anyway oh. And after a few days, he noticed a very large man was following him around. Oh, How boy. big? Uh, big, big guy. Big He's like eight, no eight, nine feet, eight, nine feet. Very hair, hair all his body. Nine okay. feet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> Okie dokie. I've got to do a trot instead of a jog. I think at this point. <laughs> Who do you work for? <laughs> some idea of some kind? Anything? <laughs> So Gene confronts the guy, and the guy says, I'm watching over you, and if... Well, you didn't have a good cover. <laughs> I'll be following you. Oops. <laughs> and if anyone messed with him, quote, he would be carted out of this here region a corpse. Oh, so he's like, I'm your best friend. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here to protect you. A giant yeah, guardian angel? a giant guardian angel. Sloth loves Debs. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. I love it. And by the way, what a great answer. You're like, this man's going to kill me. I'm here to protect you, Debs. Well, then stop staring at me like yeah. that. I'm sorry. I got a weird eye. <laughs> so Gene, um, he was there for two months, help with the strike, but it was defeated in okay. the end. On January 1st, 1897, Gene came out in the Railway Times as a socialist. Okay. Quote, the issue is socialism versus capitalism. I am for socialism because I am for humanity. The ARU never recovered from the Pullman strike uh, and dissolved the union Um, that year. Members founded... So they have a convention, they dissolve the ARU, and then they found, at the same time, the Social Democracy of America um, Party Union, whatever it is. Okay. The Railway Times Magazine became the Social Democrat, so he's taken, everything's shifted over. He's taking that magazine with him. Yeah, it's yeah. It's Magazine's mine! Not a lot of train picks in this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At the 1898 Social Democracy Convention, they voted... To uh, for creating a utopian colony. And then the anti-colony socialists split off. We're forming a colony. <laughs> and formed the, Demo- the Social Democratic Party. Okay. So now there's the Social Democracy Party and there's the Social Democratic... And the Splitting Hairs Party. Call it, call it the anti-colony. Yeah. Where will we meet? <laughs> Certainly not a colony. Gene announced he supported the anti-colony group and was elected to the board. Now, there's not very many. 
There's 15 members in Anti- Chicago. Oh, okay. It's not. In the anti-colony one? Yeah. So he's the, going to the... Yeah, because a lot of people are for utopia and yeah. not against yeah, right. it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said this once, I'll say it again. <laughs> Fuck utopia. Everybody who's against utopia, follow me. <laughs> to a web place where we'll all be on the same page about not loving utopia. So the Spanish-American War broke out and Gene was opposed. He said it was just for corporations seeking new markets. Sure. Quote, That's... in 1894, the press denounced us for the alleged reason that we were murderous and bloodthirsty, uh. and now the same press opposes us because we are not. Yes, but that was a while ago, and nobody remembers in this world. So <laughs> it was tough shit. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Some tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many union uh, members and unions became hostile to Gene when he announced he was a socialist. Sure. Samuel Gompers was very hostile, as were some ex-ARU leaders. His family and his in-laws, you know, they had a lot of wealthy people in his family, and they couldn't understand why he didn't want to become rich. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. Yeah, just get money. I don't understand what you're doing. Just make money? That's how you get rid of problems, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Money allows you to kill people randomly. (laughs) Seems like you've got that moral thing your great-grandpa had. Hmm? We took a piece of his brain out and got rid of it. Take the surgery, Dan. (laughs) So Gene then decided to boycott banks. Okay. So... That's bold. His brother-in-law <laughs> became his banker. Oh. So Gene would come off the road, and he would take cash to his brother-in-law's drugstore mm-hmm. and ask him to hold it, and then he'd go there to make withdrawals. So his brother-in-law just had a wad of cash, and he'd walk in and be like, can I have $40? Sure. And he'd give it to him. Fill out this paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a prescription for money? <laughs> can I see your ID, please? <laughs> just go ahead and sign there. There we are. Uh, sometimes Gene Take asked... two of these dollars in the morning and then uh, one dollar before bed. With food. <laughs> sometimes Gene asked for more than he had in his uh, account. And his brother-in-law never said anything. He just gave him money. But there is an overdraft fee. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> this went on for over 20 years. Okay. All right. Ooh. So it worked. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. He went around the banks. Okay. Well... His brother-in-law was one of the only honest brother-in-laws there are. Yes, yeah. that's it right. It seems that's like. Right. Well, I thought that was going to go very differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it's going to be okay because Dave walked you through the whole timeline. He's like, worked for 20 years, <laughs> as opposed to the brother like, mm-hmm. 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 Mine. Mm-hmm. In 1900, uh, the SDP had 4,536 members. So it's a lot less than what the ARU had. Yeah. And they held a convention. At the same time... A group of socialists split off from the Social Labor Party and came to the convention. Okay. So now we have three. Wait, now we have three what? There's now three. Oh, three factions. Right. Groups. And they all have almost the same name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And almost the same want, really. I mean. (laughs) Now, these guys were nicknamed the kangaroos. Sure. Now, we're not sure why. It might have been because they were jumping from group to group. or And the pouches. They all had pouches. And they had babies that crawled down them. And they're good at boxing. Very good at boxing. Good at boxing. We have razor-sharp claws. And babies live in skin flaps in our bellies. And they drown dogs in lakes. Uh, That's enough. It happens. Does it? Yes, but, uh, you know, to each their own. Kangaroos are Nobody's perfect. They taste good. Uh, they also kind of lay behind tourists and jerk off. I've seen that video. Well, who hasn't done that? Yeah, I mean, that's, honestly. I mean, that's just, your... that's just Australia. Yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true. True, true, true. <laughs> Hi, 
Bye, Australia. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> Where are you from? Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, so this... My name's Strokey. <laughs> that was the kangaroo. <laughs> they call me Strokey. <laughs> so this split-off group, the kangaroos, wanted to join with the SDP and then form a president ticket, and they would pick the VP and the SDP would pick the president. Okay. But then they started doing all kinds of backdoor stuff to try to get control and get their president. So they came in and they're like, hey, let's do this. And then they immediately start fucking around. Right. This is all the convention. And then at one point, SDP leaders recessed the convention and went to Gene's hotel room to try to get him to run for president. And he said no. And then they said, look, we need you to save the party from the manipulative kangaroos. And he's like, okay, I'll run for president. Oh, my God. (laughs) He has a boundary issue. At no point does he respect his own decision. At all. At all. He can't I said no. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you ask him twice, he's like, fine, yeah. all right. Oh, that was one question too many. I'm going to give in. I resign. No, you don't. All right, I'm back. <laughs> uh, so Debs draws huge crowds when he speaks, and that's why they wanted him yeah. to be the that makes candidate. Sense. Yet he spends most of his time during the campaign uh, trying to combat misinformation the press put out about socialism. Right. So he would have to, he'd be like, no, I don't support public ownership of, of T-shirts and toothbrushes. Like, he li- literally had to have those conversations. Public ownership of yeah, T-shirts? Yeah, he was like, no, it's about, it's about... So we only get two T-shirts under socialism? <laughs> Are you telling me that if I have a toothbrush, my neighbor can come over and use it anytime they want to? Look, Debs, we're not sharing teeth. We're not idiots. <laughs> You mean I can't wear my god? This is my hat or it's not my hat. What the fuck is your goddamn system? I have gingivitis. <laughs> I can't risk this. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's just capital goods like railroads and factories and banks. So it's just a fucking nightmare. Right. It's just like, oh, people don't know what socialism is. Could you imagine that in America? Oh, I mean, just it's imagine very- how exhausting it would be. <laughs> it's almost like if you don't teach what it is in schools, then people won't know what it is. Well, they'll just can- kind of believe what they read in the paper yeah. that are owned by the people that don't like socialism. Weird. Seems like. That'd be weird. But you remember... The, my fifth grade, sixth grade thing, I don't really know. Yeah, you don't know Yeah, anything. and I went to school fully, and I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're... He went... Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Debs went after Republicans and Democrats alike, quote, the capitalist system must be overthrown, class rule abolished, and wage slavery supplanted by a cooperative industry. Democrat and Republican newspapers both attacked him. They printed fake stories saying stuff like the other party was giving him money or working with him, and those accusations got all the press, and his denials got nothing. Can you imagine? No. No. Uh, (laughs) So. No. No. Gene got 96,878 votes. Uh, Not that many. Right. And then the party divided into left and right-wing factions. What the fuck? So they're splintering Within again. Within the Socialist Democratic yeah, we're Party. we're right-wing socialists. They're, they're, <laughs> they're splintering Is that cool? Again. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Gene was sick of the fighting over the delegate system. He thought the entire group should vote. Um, the party chose a new name in 1901. The that was the problem. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> so now they're the Socialist Party. Better. But people joined the Socialist Party for different reasons, which led to disagreements and no unity. Right. Uh, The ugly Western mine labor fights had created a very militant union out West, 
and the uh, WFM president, Ed Boyce, and Secretary Treasurer Bill Haywood joined the Socialist Party. So a little more militancy coming in. Mm -hmm. Gene spoke at the union's 1901 convention, and the delegates recommended all all miners join the Socialist Party. So picking up a little bit. Yeah. Gene spoke at the WL. I'm just saying, these are just different unions. I'm not going to go through them, but Gene We spoke love at- it, Dave. <laughs> Read them all. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Get to the grocer's union. Yeah. Oh, so good. Gene spoke at the WLU convention in 1902. Uh, they were a rival of the AFL, and Gene said the AFL was an outmoded form of craft unionism and led to disunity, and Gompers was undermining labor by pretending workers and owners could be friends. Which okay. is what we call the Democratic Party. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, broadside. Gompers. Yeah. I hate that name so much. It's, it's, it's also really irritating. Was bad for me. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, keep yeah, picturing yeah. him. Yeah. The, the look of Gompers. Yeah, he looked kind of like a, a piano teacher that does bad things. Yeah. Yeah, he really like does. If pubes had a person. There's no way he doesn't molest or beat children. I self-molest. <laughs> Like a kangaroo. <laughs> like a kangaroo. Like sure. a common kangaroo. My sitting face is a frown. Uh. <laughs> um, so. Gompers. I've come up with the Gompers theorem. If you sit on your hand, it feels like someone else is doing it. Gompers. I'll put up all these pictures in, on the Instagram account. The doll. Gompers. Uh, Gompers. No, you can't have money to feed your children. <laughs> Gompers. Fuck Gompers. you. So, uh, Gene tells the WLU to change the name to the American Labor Union, become socialists, and organize nationwide. And they did. Okay. Gene hoped socialists in the AFL could, See. you know, have sort of a revolution and take over the AFL and yeah. unite the two unions. But in the 1902 socialist AFL, uh, sorry, in 1902, the socialist AFL president candidate only got a th- 1,200 votes, and Gopper's got 12,000. So okay. that just wasn't going to happen. Right. That's a 1,000% more votes. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know math, but yeah. I right? mean, I skipped, you didn't skip math. I skipped No, back. no. <laughs> so Gene was now traveling 1,000 miles a week by train, giving right. seven speeches that were two hours long. He slept in cheap motels. He's barely seeing his family. But he just fucking loves meeting people, and he, he loves the prestige. He loves the accolades. He's <laughs> a little me. into so himself. He's definitely a little into me. himself. Yes. Who wouldn't be? Yeah, uh, but he believes... Well, because, you know, at night, he would wash the <laughs> He'd just wash his face for hours. Sweet ivory. Beautiful skin. Mm. You just look in the mirror. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen a more smooth man? <laughs> so uh, he did not speak to segregated audiences. He was like, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Wow, that's early. Yeah. Yeah, but to him, it was all about equality. He believed it was class, not race, and opposed a party resolution in 1903 to make a special fight for the rights of Negroes. Uh, Milwaukee socialist Victor Berger, who's the guy who gave him... Yeah, the guy who Capito. dressed up like the cheeseburger. That's yeah. right, the yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we remember it. It's yeah. a pneumatic, yeah. mnemonic aid. Yeah. So there's uh, uh, Not Victor. too far off. <laughs> <laughs> not. If his head was a little whiter, he would look exactly like Mayor Picture Cheese. if he had pickles on his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and tell me we're not, like, burgerish. <laughs> I'm the burger! <laughs> it's just me, the burgermeister. I'm ready to talk to them about the burger. <laughs> so, Get over uh, yourself. That's what he's saying in that picture. Get so he, he also opposed um, the party resolution, but he was, that's because he was just a total racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. Yep, that, that's I tracking. I mean, he kind of looks the part, yeah. Yep. 
Um, the Socialist Party chose Gene to run for president in 1904. Now, monopolies were the big issue then, as you can imagine. It's the same thing as now, right? right. 300, 300 corporations controlled 40% of all capital. Oh, wow. In California, the LA Times conspired with railroad owners to embarrass Gene. He was on a train from LA to San Francisco, and it was announced all regular cars would be sidetracked in Bakersfield. And the only way to get oh god to SF would be to ride in a Pullman car, which he uh, boycotted. Mm-hmm. And when he arrives in LA, newsboys are already selling papers with the headline quote, "All about Debs riding into Los Angeles in a Pullman." So. By the time he hits the fucking ground, they're already selling the papers. So he did get on the Pullman car. Yeah. He had to. He couldn't have got. Couldn't get to L.A. Uh, and he had. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It, it's tough. It's like, what are you going to fucking taken do? One of those. What do they call them? One of those ones where you just yep, up and up, and down. Down, up, down, up, up down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, they're called up, down, up, down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thinking of cartoons. That's what it is. You should have been animated. <laughs> Uh, so he traveled from Maine to Oregon and spoke to 250,000 people, but Teddy Roosevelt won easily. Mm-hmm. He got, uh, Gene got 400,000 votes, which is about three, 3% of the total. Not bad. Um, so he goes home and he writes. 3%? It's, it's not great. Well, for I mean, a socialist. For like, for like, you know, for, uh, for a party that is not, for a party that's being shit on constantly. Yeah. You know. True. And for, uh, the party leader who looks like Peter Boyle. Absolutely. You're right. Those numbers are very good. Yep. Yep. Uh, So (laughs) he goes home and he writes Unionism and Socialism. It's a pamphlet that would become a major contributor to the American theory of socialism. He wrote the goal of workers should be to overthrow the wage system and capitalism, which produces, quote, vagrants, tramps, outcasts, paupers, thieves, gamblers, pickpockets, suicides, confidence men, fallen women, consumptives, idiots, and dwarf children needed to die. (laughs) Sounds like a version of That's Life by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a pauper, a billionaire, a capitalist, a drunkard. An idiot, suicides. I like that suicides is just in the middle of that. Yeah, 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 suicides. <laughs> and dwarf children. Dwarf children. Good God. I assume that he's talking about malnourished, I would imagine, but unless he's actually talking about dwarfism, which then... It'd be a very strange uh, crosshairs yeah. moment. But sorry, this was a person coming out against... He's saying capitalism causes all that. It causes that. Yeah. Right. That's not true, right? No, capitalism's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. It's, especially if you look at the climate change. <laughs> On December 22nd, 1904, Gene and five men signed a secret letter. And they sent... To not f- so secret if you're telling us about it, Dave. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> there we go. Uh, From the top. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, to uh, invites 30 radical leaders to, to meet and discuss ways and means of uniting the working people of America on revolutionary principles. They got together, they wrote a manifesto, um, and they held their first conference on June 22nd, 1905, and the organization was named the Industrial Workers of the World, the IWW, or the Wobblies. Mm-hmm. Reporters were given copies of the Constitution and excerpts from speeches, but they did not print any of that. They just attacked the IWW. Of course. Even socialists. More like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Right, everybody? Right, readers? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you put it in the name, dummies. Very telling. (laughs) Even socialist papers attacked the IWW. Of course. The Social Democratic Herald accused Gene of splitting the labor unions. But are they, are, are they, why are they doing that? Are they just completely misled? Are they, yeah, they, I, 
I mean, I think when you get when you get into socialism, like you have the DSA, which is like right. almost liberalish in its reforming electoral politics. Whereas other socialists are like, no, the system needs to go. So I think you're getting into that sort of shit here. Right. And, and, and so people call themselves socialists, but they're not purely, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. There's the different shades. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're just talking about shades of. But you would think that, I mean, what is so frustrating in ways about the two parties we have in this country, it, the ability for them to fold everyone in to yes. come, fall in line for one thing is just really what is at the heart of their power yeah. in many ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which means that the party with the dumber people have the easier followers. Right. Yeah. And the party with a bunch of indivi- individual and independent thinkers are the ones that are constantly basically eating their own. Yes. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. Dirty um, bros. That's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what we're really talking about. So now... Dave Gomper, pretends he didn't hear me, but he, oh no, heard, I heard. Me. he heard me. Uh, Gompers and Burger are now completely on the outs. Sounds like Gompers would eat Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Gompers ate Burger. I got to Gomper down a Burger or I have to get off this train. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Where's Burger, Gompers? <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but um, I don't think he'd be showing up. Does anyone have napkins? Gompers! I didn't do I had to. I was starving. <laughs> <laughs> he was so tasty. He had a pickle coat. <laughs> this should be a cartoon. Uh, okay, so Gompers and Burger are now completely on the outs with with Gene. They're like, fuck, sure. I don't like anything he's doing. And then WMF members Bill Haywood and Charles Moyer and businessman George Pettibone were indicted for the murder of former Idaho Governor Frank Stunenberg. That's the guy that got blown up um, in Idaho. Oh. Uh, which were pro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was a bad guy. We're, so I have to be. Yes, yep. you are, you oh. have to be on the side of the miners in this one, and okay. just, just horribly killing a governor, ex governor. Did the is was this a dynamite situation? I don't know if it probably was dynamite. I mean, that was the the go to, right? Yeah, uh, p- pretty cool to blow up a governor, though. Yeah, I mean, Kinda. didn't it almost happen? Yeah, it it did. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, we were blowing Newsom up. <laughs> he lost. Pinkerton, Pinkerton James McParland, uh, pick 10, who was the infiltrator of the Molly Maguire's episode. Uh-huh. Remember that guy? Yep. There he is. There's Molly the Maguire's the bar on um, Fairfax? Yep. Yes. I love that place. Yep. He, uh, he, <laughs> he infiltrated that, yeah. that uh, bar. I'm a lady. <laughs> He's not wearing a shirt. He's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Is the oh Jesus? Is he not either? He's got I, or it's a long. It's a long. I'll tell you what. Per, I prefer to picture him wearing that coat. Would be so itchy on bare skin. Ew. <laughs> he just looks like a. Twat. Who needs a shirt? I've got a mustache. He just looks like a total twat. He looks like a full-on Twitter actually guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yes. Uh, so uh, McParland's. Uh, said the accused men, quote, will never leave Idaho alive. So he's like, these guys are going to get killed by the the law or us, you know. Gene thought it was a frame job to get rid of two IWW leaders, and he wrote a letter to Appeal to Reason, which is a socialist, uh, big, probably the biggest socialist um, paper. Uh, His letter was so inflammatory, the publisher was worried he'd be arrested for inciting an armed rebellion if he printed it, but he printed it anyway. Wow. Okay. 
Gene responded to McParland saying the three wouldn't leave Idaho alive by saying, quote, well, by gods, if they do not, the governors of Idaho and Colorado and the masters from Wall Street, New York to the Rocky Mountains had better prepare to follow them. Wow. Shit. So that's a lot of blowing up of people. Our boy has turned quite a bit. Yeah. Since, uh, since he's like, we can pissed. work together. Yeah. <laughs> Won't let me resign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's this guy who does this and he's like, all right, I'll keep working for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Passive aggressive. And, and it's getting to this point. We're like, maybe we shouldn't have him anymore. Uh, so Gene said, he said the court, courts are going to try to murder these three guys and it would lead to revolution and he would try to make it happen. Quote, if they attempt to murder Moyer, Haywood, and their brothers, a million revolutionists at least will meet them with guns. He told friends if they hung them, quote, they'll have to hang me. He gave hundreds of speeches from coast to coast defending Moyer and Haywood, and the uh, arrests unified the factions of socialists. So now there you go. the socialists are all coming together over this trial. Gene was having attacks of rheumatism, which made the tour brutal. And then his mother and father both died in 1906. Mom died, then dad was sad, and then he died. That's pretty Aww. common. That's yeah. a little romantic moment yeah, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. They brought right there in the grocery store, and then they sold them. <gasps> mm. oh. How much of these people? I'm oh, sorry. We're just cleaning up they aisle six. They simply just died. Well, I'll buy one of them. And then do you have nectarines? <laughs> we're having a two-for-one special on corpses. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. And then do you have barbecue sauce? <laughs> you sell lighters? <laughs> Where's your bathroom? Can I bath? Uh, no, we don't actually. Uh, that's just our bathroom. We um, we live here. Oh, hmm. that's the bodies are. That's my gam gam. Hmm. If you're done, I'd like to get rung up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just <laughs> okay, thanks asking questions. God. All right. Okay, so two socialist toothbrushes. Yeah. <laughs> actually, just the one. Now that I think about it, that this makes has more a sense. piece of corn in it. <laughs> That's right. This is someone else's toothbrush. <laughs> it's everybody's. Okay. We share it. You buy other old ones. There you go. <laughs> uh, so in 1907, Gene went to Kansas to write for Appeal to Reason. Uh, he was hired as a contributing editor. The, the Appeal had over 100 staff and a really big readership. So he did that for a little while, and then he went back to touring. And one day, socialist organizer Frank O'Hare ran into a really, really drunk Gene on a train. Okay, great. He could barely walk. He was sure. slurring. Sure. Yeah, it's a train. Yes, yeah, by the way. <laughs> That's what you do. It's, I completely agree. Come on. This is like seeing me on a plane. It's not fair. Yeah. supposed to drink water. Yeah. <laughs> You're being moved from place oh, to place. Are okay. you supposed to stay sober okay. for that? Yeah. Who, who can walk on a train uh, anyway? Gene? <laughs> What's up? If you can't walk on a train, he's moving and going bang, bang, bang. Oh, okay. he's, make, he's making a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. It's we hard. Get... Right? The train mm-hmm. is moving. That's great. And you're not moving, and sure. so it's hard. Okay. 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 Okay, um, so take a break, and when we get to where we're going to go, we'll, you'll just nap here for a bit. Revolution. That's right. <laughs> shh, shh, sleep, 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 oh, baby. I'm shh, tired. Shh. Here you go. Lay down, lay down there. This is how my mom and daddy died. Oh, this is getting really <laughs> weird from him. Sleep well, bud. So this guy. <laughs> this guy. So they arrive in the town of Pueblo. And this guy O'Hare gets the people waiting for Gene there because he's going to do a speech in the town. 
He gets them to form a flying wedge and hustles Gene through the crowd into a cab. Okay, but he he's going there to speak, right? Yeah, and he's shit-faced. So this is showing some signs of... I mean, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, he's got an engagement and he should be focused on this, but he's so drunk that he can't. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe the New York Times was right. Yes. (laughs) It's because he's got gold in his bones. (laughs) But a flying wedge is a football move. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's almost like a V shaped thing, right? Where they right. just run. It's completely ineffective. So they they did so it's a cheese shaped. You know, yep. back in the day, they did it a lot. So they did a football move through a crowd to right. get Gene through. To hide him. <laughs> I feel like people have done that for me in the nineties yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, they wedged I me out of that. the rustic inn a couple times. Those yeah, sons of bitches. I was carried out on someone's shoulders from Hollywood Billiards once. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember it. So. Just one person. I can't confirm or deny, but it was one to two. It was a bigger gentleman, I believe. So they got Gene into a hotel. They call him. I'm not sure what the right, right, right. Was. So they got Gene into a hotel and they put him to bed. And then two hours later, they woke him up, gave him soup and coffee, and took him to the meeting hall. And he stepped on stage, and there was no sign he was plowed, and he wow. just spoke and yes. charmed the audience. Yes, stand up comedy. Good yeah, it job. is stand up comedy, right? How For many real? times have you seen shit faced comedians just go up and do their set? And yep. you're like, wow, you're you've got a substance abuse problem. Yeah, <laughs> you are functioning. <laughs> Minestrone is a good soup. (laughs) Solid. Yeah. Yep. President Roosevelt called a railroad magnate, quote, at least as undesirable a citizen as Debs or Moyer or Haywood. So he's like. They're all the same. He's like the same. The guys who are um, toiling away in the mines and and union leaders are the same as the just. Capitalist. Capitalist scum. Right. So then Gene accused Roosevelt of advocating for the legal murder of two labor leaders. And the public was like, yeah, no, that's not. He shouldn't have done that. Like Everyone's like, yeah, that's not good. So Roosevelt denied that's what he had done. And they go back and forth in the press. And Roosevelt called the appeal to reason a, quote, viterapative organ of pornography, anarchy, and bloodshed. And then Gene called Roosevelt a coward and hypocrite. But all this did was bring attention to the trial. Right. And more attention to the fact of what was happening. And yep. then this led to protests in cities all over the place. Okay. And sales of teddy bears. And yeah. This is how <laughs> teddy Finally. bears took off. Bully! <laughs> so all three men are acquitted at the trial. Oh, okay. that's good. But while all this shit was going on, um, the IWW turned against the government. So they're very anti-government. They no longer supported elections. They're like, elections aren't going to work. Okay. And Gene is like, that's too far. And he no longer supports, he, he, he's no longer a member of the IWW. He just, that does f- seem that that would be a bad move. It's, it's not great for, I think, getting people on your side. What's the suggestion knows? replacement Daffy Duck. elections? Just write it. We're all going to write in Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll know if we have power. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't make a public statement. He just let his membership expire. So he's one of the founding members, and he's out. That's what me and with my National Geographic. I did the same thing with National it's Geographic. A tra- it's a tragedy. A fucking. But you. I mean, you could have said goodbye to him. I know. I could have written a nice could note. Have written a I'm out letter. Said, but instead, this is too thin. <laughs> I remember in the seventies when you were a thick old thing, and I read it in my aunt Jean's bathroom for as long as I felt like not being around my sister. <laughs> But what are you now? Karen loves National Geographic. (laughs) I think she just hates our family. (laughs) 
I'm now going with National Graphic, which is far better. Just like- I know all about water in Morocco. Karen, go away. <laughs> Guys, have you heard of these bog bodies? <laughs> Just trying to make small talk at dinner. Oh, okay, I guess I'm the asshole. Fine. Fine. <laughs> so uh, the socialist party went back to squabbling. The yes. left the left wing wants Gene as their candidate, the right wing doesn't. He wins he wins 90% of the vote and he becomes the candidate in 1908. Uh, he's soon making three or four speeches a day. His speeches are, they're taking on the feel of a sermon. Audiences are having ecstatic responses. Like, it's like a, it's... Who can't walk? <laughs> Come up here! <laughs> Gene, he knew he couldn't win. And so he knew the campaign was more about educating, you know, laborers than anything else. They decided to raise $20,000 to rent a train... Um, so they named this train the Red Special, and they take Gene across the country on a speaking tour. Okay. Now, this freaks out the Dems and GOP because it's a really good idea. Right. It's yeah, it like, is. It's like the Mar- Malarkey Express. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. The Malarkey. Uh, Remember when the Malarkey Express got run off the highway uh, by monster trucks uh, in Texas? Sir, we have Malarkey. We have Malarkey. <laughs> well, we're not allowed Malarkey. We don't know what to tell you. Malarkey incoming, sir. <laughs> Put up the Malarkey defenses. So the Dems and GOP start attacking um, him, even though he's like... A guy on a train. It's just not a... But he's getting attention. Yeah, yeah. He's like Ross Perot of the time, right? Yeah, So uh, Gompers and... uh, (laughs) uh, Gompers says Republicans are secretly financing the Red Special, so it's a whole fucking thing. Right. Then socialists make the records public to show they're not funded by Republicans, and then newspapers say, oh, well, the party is a foreign organization. And then they show their records. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's, it's, unfor- it's, it's unfortunately easy to just simply, mm-hmm. you, you're not even making accusations at times. You're simply. Sanctioned. You, and you're just raising questions. Yeah, and see what, yeah. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. I'm a yeah. reporter. I'm supposed to ask questions. I believe this person is funded by Big Oil. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. I'm just asking questions. Uh, so he's not a man. He's a person. <laughs> he's Miss Straw in skin. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. That ends in a question mark. So they show the records again. Seventy percent of the party's members are born in the U.S. The attacks are front page. The socialist replies are buried deep in the paper. Sure, tour is very popular. They they were selling a book and they sold so many copies that they. They had twenty one hundred writing new ones on the train. <laughs> they had twenty one dollars in coins. What what's up? Uh, well, they're they're selling them for like five cents each. So okay, they have, they have, oh, okay. They have, so it's good money. It's good money. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's merch. But, merch money. I got you. Now I get it, <laughs> yeah. Dave. But it's coins. It's two thousand dollars in coins. Sure, sure. So in a town, they stop and they try to deposit the coins in a bank. But not one bank would take a deposit from the Socialist Party. Where's your pharmacy? <laughs> We put most of our money in pharmacies. <laughs> and every bank's like, no. Yeah. You're, you're socialists. Right. So the men finally came also, back. Also, I mean, that's not something you want to be seen as, is the socialist party walking around with a couple bags of money like, <laughs> excuse me, bank, take our money. Also, <laughs> why didn't they just get some old lady to do it for them? Like, uh, they don't, they're not, they're going in there with those mustaches and their, <laughs> like, in their pins that yeah. say, fuck banks. And then they're like, we, we like <laughs> Just what do you need me to do? Get a little tricky with it, mate. I hate you. Will you take my money? Please. I'm here to deposit 2000 into my socialist account. <laughs> oh, dear. Shoot. Oh, boy. I'm so lost in what they asked. Uh, no, no one asked. 
I didn't say anyone asked for anything. I'd like to withdraw 2,000 socialists and put it in my dollar bag. Oh, dearie me, I'm so those gentlemen are going to be livid. I have 2,000 mustache dollars to... Oh, oh dear. Uh, uh, Can I help you? Uh, I need to take the socialists. This, they're my friends. <laughs> Shh, shut up, Gabby. No, they're not my friends. I need to take... You have the money. Put the money away. Hurry. G- give me all the money, fuckface. <laughs> no, give me all the money, you motherfucker. It's just too Put fingers. the money in. He's just pointing fingers. Those oh. are fingers. Uh, put. Uh, uh, hello. 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 Hi. I'm a bank. I'm a member of the. Do you have a withdrawal deposit? <laughs> you say, tell me. No, she works at the bank. I think she's too old. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I did what your boys asked. I got a job at the bank. <laughs> No! Where's the money? Uh, oh! Oh, my coins. The coins. I ate them. I was so nervous. So the men finally came back uh, to the train and told Gene what had happened, and he laughed so hard that tears ran down his cheeks. He's wow. like, yeah, we, we, we're socialists. <laughs> okay. He spoke to two, uh, 275,000 people in Jesus. under a month. In New York City, he spoke to 10,000. Could you imagine a socialist speaking to 10,000 people in New York? No. Hmm. I wonder if that happened. Uh, The press then accused Gene of belittling the national flag. Right. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, he hates the flag. That's this guy's problem. He hates the flag. He hates hates the military. I bet that's coming at some point. Yeah, exactly. That is coming pretty hard. Gene responded, quote, I like his responses. Oh, the national flag has been polluted by the plutocracy who have used it to shield themselves in their evil doing. It is not at present the flag of the patriot, but has become the flag of predatory wealth in its exploitation of the working class and its ravages upon the people generally. This is the only objection the socialists have ever urged against the colors of the United States, and in this position, they have the endorsement of every true patriot in the land. Well, so they're like, okay, so you don't. You, okay, so we were right. You didn't. You don't like. The you don't flag. like the flag. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. is the way to do it, though. Instead yeah. of being like, no, I love the flag. No, the I'm, a flag great. I'm like, a flag guy. I sleep with the, I fucked the flag. I like the flag. <laughs> yeah. I think there will never be anything, there would never be a point in the Trump administration where I felt weirder or more unhinged mm, as the time he walked on stage and hugged that oh, flag. And it, the hug oh, my God. It long was, and sort of crotchy. It was so fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's like he thought the flag was Ivanka. It oh. was. <laughs> It was just like, it was so... Where's the hole? <laughs> Donald, where is it? I can't find it. I'm out. It's not. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And people are like, yes! Yay! That means he likes he America. Right. Uh, uh, um, bring so, the flag on the bus. <laughs> so people were paying... So what do you want to do for your living when you get older flag? It's <laughs> lovely. So people were paying five or ten cents to see Gene speak. Um, uh, more people were paying five or ten cents to see him speak than were seeing Taft for free. Small. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Um, wow. But he only got... F- Did you say Taft? Yeah. Well, by I know, the way... I do know about him. You yeah. can see Taft for free. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Believe me. He was the big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. He, he died tab. in a bathtub. Yep. Tubbed it out. Yeah. They call, it, it, go. They call it tub out. That's a technical term. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. It's a what, medical, medical presidential well, clubs? A, a coroner will write that on the... He tubbed out. He oh, tubbed he tubbed out. all the way out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he tubbed out. 
So unfortunately, <laughs> we had to intubate him. <laughs> like the Karen finally has a presidential fact. Yes. He died in a tub! <laughs> One time in a live show, I said, ooh, Taft. And then someone made art with that quote, and it was Taft in a bubble bath with one leg up, like being uh, sexy, and it's my favorite thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's the greatest. I'll find that's it for how it. I want to picture his last bath. Yep. Uh, sexy Taft. Ooh, Taft. I'm presenting uh, Howard. Uh, uh, so he only got 420,000 votes, less than 3% of the popular vote. Same as, same as the four years before. Right. Taft wins. Um, Taft had hoped during the Pullman strike that enough men would be killed to make an impression. So he's on the opposite side of everything. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> he's on the opposite side of the Lord, it sounds like. I've carved out a new lane. Gene <laughs> uh, did not get a single vote in Terre Haute, despite voting for himself and other socialists voting for him. Oh. Mm, weird. So and they, they said it was because the voting machines were new. That's what it is. They were still using no, Diebold. I feel sick never, to my stomach. It's, it's all the same it's thing over and over. Gene uh, was now bedridden for a month due to exhaustion, rheumatism, God. lumbago, and terrible headaches. Lumbago is a, a dance. lower back pain. <laughs> oh, That's oh, a dance. He was dancing. <laughs> That's kept, the forbidden dance. Lumbago? <laughs> he kept dancing, and they'd be like, Gene, it's hurting you. It's and he the goes, lumbago. I'm a lumbagoer. Uh, Kate pleaded with him to give up lecturing, and he did for six months. Then a writer at Appeal to Reason, Fred Warren, was convicted uh, after he wrote an article. So this governor had been killed. Uh, I want to say Kansas. Well, anyway, th- this governor had been killed, and the, the guy who had just lost in the election was indicted for the murder Ooh, and okay. fled the state. Okay. And then the state he was in, Kentucky, was like, well, we're not going to extradite him. Okay. So Warren offered a reward of $1,000 for anyone who would capture him. What the fuck? And then Warren was convicted of encouraging people to kidnap. That is crazy. When, in fact, the person he was encouraging people to kidnap was, was a, responsible for the death of a, oh, governor. of a governor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally normal. Extradition from Kentucky. <laughs> We're trying to extradite him from Kentucky. He's at the Alabama embassy in Kentucky right now. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> Uh, so Warren got six months and a $1,500 fine, and Gene went on tour to raise money for him. And because of that, the magazine gained over 100,000 readers. So every time they do something, it's just, right. in the end, helping. Right. Now somehow Gene suddenly has a child. What? <laughs> okay. Huh? Okay. So, so Kate's... In his pouch? <laughs> <laughs> Kate's brother had a son, and then his wife died, so he sent the boy to live with Kate and Gene, but it's sketchy. They either got him when he was 18 months or when he was 10, whatever. He stayed with them for 10 months? <laughs> 10 years. 10 years? Okay, 10 so years quite old. a disparity between no one, the odds. No one really bit. knows how that. Right, okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's just a boy. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> we have a magic boy! <laughs> uh, hello, Dad. <laughs> uh, so, Gene made over 200 speeches in 1910. Uh, President Taft pardoned Warren. So, President Taft pardons the guy. Right. The magazine guy. Right. Good, good. There's one of his speeches. Oh, wow. Oh. He's really into it. You don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Listen. I, my, I don't have my glasses on. Is there a microphone in front of him, or no, is he just no. projecting? No, he, he, had an, he could project like nobody else. Like, that was one thing that 
he had an advantage over other presidential candidates and stuff because people in the very back could hear him. Like he had this amazing projection. What's great voice. is there's a guy who looks like Mark Twain, and then there's a little girl. On there's stage. a little so girl. So it's like he's like whoever. I am a puppet. Whoever. <laughs> I represent all of these people <laughs> in whatever they want to be doing. So. Taft pardons Warren, and he drops the jail time, and he reduces the fine to $100, and then Warren says he's not going to pay, and he never did pay. <laughs> That's, I like that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you and fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Essentially. Okay. On October 1st, 1910, during a strike of metal workers in Southern California, the Los Angeles Times building was blown up. 20 people were killed. The owner blamed labor. Sure. But mm. all the dead were workers, which Gene noted and said that. the anti-labor times were, quote, themselves the instigators, not the actual perpetrators of the crime. Yeah. Then two AFL officials were arrested for blowing it up. And Gene defended them and said, it's not them. But then they confessed. Oh. No. So that was a bit of a blow. Yeah. At that point, Gene pointed out that they were Catholics, not socialists, and he still held the owner of the L.A. Times responsible. Okay, weird. So he's having trouble backing down. I'm going to stick with this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're Catholics, uh, does not that help? socialists. Am I, am I okay? By the way, that should help. Uh, in 1912, the Socialist Party was on an upswing. They elected mayors in Schenectady and Milwaukee and cedared uh, Victor Berger as a congressman. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Mm. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> Gene was once again nominated as the socialist presidential candidate in 1912. He's like, okie dokie. The great Some speech of hats. Speech. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, he that spoke is. to over 50 hats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody wore hats then. It's so crazy. You're not supposed to. The hats to. are really behind you, Gene. If you, if you didn't wear a hat, it was like not wearing pants. Which but was acceptable. Yes. Maybe one lady over on the side. Yeah. Whore! <laughs> also in a hat, though. Which? In a hat. Yes. Gorgeous hat. Also. I understand. <laughs> I've gotten the memo. <laughs> Are there any more ladies here? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I see, yes. It's fine. You probably think I'm a man, because I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> What's that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Look, minus flowers on it. That's right, sir. Now, quiet. We're all listening to a speech, sir. There's one guy looking the wrong way, which makes me laugh over on the right. Where's the speaker? <laughs> Where does he show up? Um, so <laughs> they're still inviting. They're still infighting. Victor Berger wrote, quote, many intelligent socialists have long known that Gene suffers from an unduly exaggerated ego, which is probably true. He definitely yeah. thought right. a lot of himself. Don't we all? Mm, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do podcasts and porn. Yeah, you know, you've really... He can't get enough. I do like the B story of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pornographer Dave Anthony. David is born. Uh, he made more speeches than he did in 1908, and he got 900,000 votes, 6% of the total. Okay. So socialists are rising. Yep. And as they increased in popularity, so did the attacks. Of course. Mm-hmm. Wilson's administration, because remember, 6% now can throw an election. Right. Right? Wilson's administration went after the uh, Appeal to Reason paper. They issued indictments against owner Julius Wayland and Fred Warren for articles that they had written on corruption and homosexuality in Leavenworth Prison. Because they wrote it, there's uh, Wayland. Because they wrote it mm. and sent and sent the paper through the mail, 
They were charged with sending, quote, indecent, filthy, obscene, lewd, and lascivious printed materials through the mail. Oh, my God. Now, they didn't, they didn't, it didn't go to trial, but because of this, the appeal to reason almost went under. Right. The offices were repeatedly broken into as the powers that be tried to find evidence of crime. So they're just constantly breaking into the offices. The L.A. Times investigated Wayland's ancestors and <laughs> reported that they had been involved in arson and murder. I mean, but what, it's genetic. <laughs> he has the arson gene. <laughs> I mean, it is just so relentless. Too. It's, relentless. it's just like it is. I mean, that is what the problem is. If you don't have the full support, or not even the full support, the you have to give up your life. I mean, you are like giving yes. up your life. You are if you put yourself in that camp, you are saying you are yeah yeah. Well, and it it indicates how scared they are of that power, which I know totally. is a hacky thing to say, but it yeah. is so true. Like historically, we're just like they know they have to fight that and try to nip it at the the bud because yeah. the second. The workers and people understand that it's like, no, you don't stand over there and go, they shouldn't get $15 an hour minimum wage. It's like, no, 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 we should all be getting $44 yeah, an yeah, hour right. minimum wage. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. And they are so paranoid that they, like, elevate it in way. Like, the, if they just, they can't help themselves. They will, like, call out something and elevate it because they are so paranoid about it. Yeah. So the Times then reported Wayland was guilty of taking a 14-year-old orphan girl across state lines for an abortion, obviously saying he had sex with her, and then, and then she died. Oof. It's all false. It's just right. a complete Every lie. Every part of it. It's a complete lie. Wow. Mm. Wayland's wife had recently died, and he knew he would not be able to overcome the smear campaign. So he killed himself on oh, November 10th, Jesus. 1912. Man. His suicide note said, quote, the struggle under the competitive system is not worth the effort. Ugh, fuck. His what children a, sued ugh. the LA Times and other papers and won a huge amount of damages. Good. But the loss devastated Gene. One night, Gene, re- he was on the road, and he returns to his hotel room and finds it. In there. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. It's so relatable. It's so relatable. Well, you'll find this even more relatable. Oh, uh, drank wine and watched SportsCenter? Please say that. <laughs> then it's relatable with fries. And, Please say with fries. And find the room was littered with women's lingerie. Oh, boy. Okay. Panties? <laughs> but I just love that it's, it's not like. Not like a set a one, of... Yeah, right. A pair of panties and a, a bra. It's right. littered with a lingerie. Like, women exploded in here. Like, oh. is, the act, is the message supposed to be he wears women lingerie, women's lingerie or no. there was just a bunch of naked ladies? A bunch of naked ladies. Okay. What so is- he calmly walked downstairs and got witnesses who would testify the lingerie was planted. Right. So, so socialists are just... But also, in this time... Well, what is the, like? What, well, what is the slander? What, he's what is, married. Oh, and, right. And they're going to be like, oh, he's just out of your fucking lady. He's okay. a drunk guy, fucking ladies. Right, like okay. it was a setup, okay. right? It's just. And these ladies were underwear with the tags still on. Yeah. That's how <laughs> slutty they, they are. All went to the same <laughs> shop too. What are the odds? They disrobed. There was no wrinkling. <laughs> Some of them still had hangers on them. We don't know why. Perverted. These fetishists. Catholics. Ugh. So socialists are obviously under attack. Socialists are, uh, were arrested in Portland for making derogatory and libelous remarks about Teddy Roosevelt. It's not uncommon now for socialists to be arrested for just making Speaking, comments. Right. In Los Angeles, socialists weren't allowed to use city sidewalks or corners for meetings. You walk in the streets, boys. 
After going to a coal strike in Cabin Creek, West Virginia, Gene returned exhausted and injured. He had torn muscles in his legs. Jesus. He was bedridden for six weeks and took large doses of morphine to keep him, quote, from going frantic, which Ugh. is why I take morphine. Sure. Right. Yep. yep. And I'd it's really it. worked, Dave. By oh, the way. my God. If I am so off calm. the morphine, yeah. so frantic. You are yeah. never frantic. Gene decided it was time to retire. He was 57. Tons of people still came to vi- came by to visit. He's like, guys, I'm done. And they just keep fucking coming. And no, he, you're not he, done. We say when you're done. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be dying, and they'll be like, no. No, no you're not dying. Okay. Uh, he, and he, he can't turn people down, so he's just always you know, saying hi. And uh, He knew a woman who owned a brothel named Bucket of Blood. The woman, the woman or the bro- <laughs> what was- The brothel is named Bucket of Blood. Okay, sure. Either way, probably not a great spot. <laughs> Wow, I don't want to fuck anybody in your Why? Well, the... I don't You'll get the name soon. (laughs) You'll see. After your hour, you'll understand the name. You'll get it. I don't... Maybe you could help me understand the sexual... Um, so you know when, so, like, you bathe in blood, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you're turned on. You know how arousing <laughs> that is when blood's all over you. No, yeah, when yeah, your yeah, skin's yeah. red with blood. Yeah, yours or others. N- no, that's not a thing that I do. I guess we're not sure yeah. what you're missing. Maybe you here. should go to the other brothel. Oh yeah, there's yeah, F- that's bucket fuck. of spit. Yeah, spit buckets. <laughs> or go to Come Waterfalls. <laughs> Go to Snots. <laughs> They're great. Have you, you been to Snots? Oh, my God. You will love Snots. Really great drink, I've, I've, drink specials? Oh, my God. I've been to Bag of Scabs. Get the mucus mule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bucket of blood. Business isn't great. Not sure why. What do you mean? Let me guess. Not a woman. <laughs> well, she said Jean never reprimanded her for... Uh, for owning the brothel, but he did attack her for supporting the Democratic Party. <laughs> That's, I get it. It's called yes. having standards. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so his retirement lasted two months. because <laughs> Which is a nap. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, that's right. 72 people were killed at a Christmas party in Michigan during a copper mine battle, and then a militia killed 13 in Kudlow, Colorado during a WFM strike. So Gene was back, and he wrote an article urging miners to raise a gunman defense fund, quote, sufficient to provide each member with the latest high-power rifle, the same as used by corporate gunmen and 500 rounds of cartridges, mm-hmm. which he's right. Yeah. There's corporate, there's fucking dudes just killing. Like, because Ludlow was just, you know, they put a machine gun on the back of a wagon and drove through families and shot at them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, f- shoot back. Well, it's also in this country, like, that is seems to be, you know, a right that everyone supports always. So yeah, you, it seems like be, it. Yeah. Well, it's almost, it's, if it's happening, you're, it's, the quote-unquote good side is always justified because what are you supposed to do aside from just stand there and get shot right. and killed? Yeah. Then you just don't have a side. Right. Yeah. So it then seems. Then you go to Bucket of Bloods. Then you, <laughs> then you, then you have bucket drown of blood. your tears, yeah. drown your sorrows. My God, when I was done fucking that bucket. <laughs> So you're not oh. supposed to fuck the buckets. Oh, I was just covered in blood. Sure. And just it's a, woo. It's a but. I ain't come that hard in a long time, buddy. Oh my god! You ever fuck a bucket of blood? Not a not a not just a regular bucket. Sir, stop talking. Filled with blood. This reminds me of a a story we talked about in episode the. <laughs> Um, about bucket snobs. Ow. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. The last episode, bucket snobs. Yeah. Was it bucket snobs? Yeah, it bucket was. snobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will not go to that brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
Oh, we have standards. Uh, we go to fuck buckets. Uh, so as far as company guards, Gene, quote, you should have no more compunction in killing them than if they were so many mad dogs or rattlesnakes that menaced your homes or your community. Okay, so... He's yeah. getting radical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, treat them like home snakes. <laughs> As the World War One, So World War One's happening. The U.S. isn't in it yet. And Gene speaks on behalf of the peace movement. He said war was inevitable... <laughs> right after the other speech? Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> okay. kill everybody? All right, so... <laughs> I, there's so many consistencies. All right. <laughs> anyway, bucket of blonde! <laughs> Less blood, more bucket. (laughs) (laughs) He said war was the inevitable result of capitalism, the ruling class in in each country working to extend the domination of their exploitation, to increase their capacity for robbery, and to multiply their ill-gotten riches. And that meant workers should have no interest in the conflict. So in the Socialist Party, there's a lot of opposition to his anti-war view. Okay. In 1916, the left wing of the Socialist Party once again tried to draft Gene as their presidential candidate, and this time he flat out refused, and they could not talk him into it. No. show what's going on. (laughs) What? We don't think it's him. (laughs) So then the Socialists in uh, Terre Haute nominated him for Congress. Okay. (laughs) So they're like, well, you're going to run for Congress then. No, Okay. And he felt like he couldn't say no because it was the, the local. <laughs> he just really was never like focused uh, on his own life. He no. just can't do it. Yeah. Sorry, could we go back for one second? Yeah, yeah. What was the point of the buck of the blood story? Uh, what the the brothel thing? Yeah. That just that she just just that you know his, she his morals are in a different place where he's like where people would be like you can't have brothels and he's like no the Democratic Party's worse. Yeah. Oh, God, it got it. She's like, I know you're here because you don't believe in prostitute. No, no. What is it? You voted for Democrat. Oh, yeah. Well, that you shouldn't do. That's filthy. That's disgusting. You're disgusting. One, please. So he's running for Congress now, and uh, he beat the Democrat but lost to the Republican. Wow. Mm. Around this time, he had an affair with... Uh, Mabel Dunlap Curry. Everyone uh, was named Mabel then? Yeah, it okay. was 50, 50 60% of women. <laughs> okay, good. And men. Mm. And dogs. Yep. Uh, birds. Okay, mm. the list should end. Squirrels. Stop, please. Chickens. David. Cows. David. Literally don't do another one. <laughs> Lemurs. Dave. Lemurs? <laughs> they shouldn't be here. Uh, the Currys lived a few blocks away. So she's married, he's married. She spoke for women's suffrage and toured, so they may have met that way. Sure. Or been out on the road and... <laughs> Anything can happen on the road. So shit-faced, I'm going to fuck this lady. Okay. <laughs> Jean's brother, Theodore, did not like Kate, and she didn't like him. So Theodore and his wife encouraged the affair and helped them meet and communicate. Wow, weird. Yeah. Not smart. Yeah. It's, that's you know. <laughs> She's a few blocks away. That's another universe. <laughs> They'll never even know. <laughs> That's two streets away, Gene. Your mystery son will never find out. <laughs> Just go for it. You know, you know that boy who's older than you now who you sent your son? Again. So after the U.S. declared war on Germany on April 4th, 1917, the Socialist Party held an emergency meeting, and they declared opposition to the war. But not all socialists were on board. Some got behind Samuel Gompers, who was for the war. Oh, Jesus, yeah, I mean, fuck you, Gompers. Yeah, I get, like, resisting Debs, but the Gompers faction. He's just the worst. 
The espionage, the espionage law was, <laughs> there he is. Was, Always watching. Yeah. A frowny frownman. <laughs> I love war. He really is frowning. He's the sitting, resting face is a frown. Uh, yeah. He has kind of like a, a, the little bit of a sad emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. As a mouth. Yeah. I could never be a clown because of this. <laughs> the espionage law was used against anyone opposing the war. Socialist leaders were arrested and charged with advocating resistance to the conscription law. So they're, you know, they say no draft and then they yeah. get arrested. Others were arrested for anti-war speeches. IWW and socialist headquarters were raided across the country. The Terre Haute Tribune, which had always been very friendly to Gene, now recommended he get, quote, the firing squad. (laughs) (laughs) America loves war. That's a turn. God damn. I mean, that's the, the concept of war is is basically the super blown up version of talking about the flag. Yes. It's all that. It's same shit. Patriot. Nationalist. And so so such an easy, effective Thing. I mean, it just constantly works. They hate the country. It's like, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yes, I that's will, why I'm fighting so hard within it. I will never forget. I was in college at uh, UC Santa Barbara, and it was the first. Get a picture of the goatee. Is that cool? Yeah, <laughs> I had a goatee. The first, <laughs> you remember, the first Gulf War, uh, and we're at the a ba- good one. We're at a basketball game, uh-huh. and. We're about to go to war, and everyone stands up and starts chanting USA. Oh, my God, Dave. And it's literally 6,000 people, and I'm sitting down. (laughs) And I look over, and there's one other 22-year-old lady. Hello. And and we just look at each other, and we're just like, what in the fuck is happening? Everyone else on their fucking feet. Yeah. Chanting USA, and we were just like, okay, so it's just us two here? Okay, cool. No, it's... Yeah, patri- our version of patriotism is the easy, it's just, that's all it takes? Yeah. Take your hat off and sing. <laughs> We're about to watch hockey. <laughs> like, what? Huh? So, police are doing nothing as socialists mm. and pacifists are attacked. They're being beaten, they're being tarred and feathered. Jesus Christ. Any trade union activity is attacked. During an Arizona mine strike, over a thousand men were put on cattle cars, driven to the desert, and left without food and water. What? Oh my God. You could not be against the war. They were just like, go fucking die. It's. A socialist coal miner was almost lynched because he wouldn't buy a Liberty Bond. Oh my Whoa. God. Uh, fine, one. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Good God. Gene wrote articles raging against the attacks on socialists and anti-war protesters. The government created the Committee on Public Information to run the first national mass propaganda campaign. The best writers, artists, and filmmakers cranked out very successful propaganda materials and turned conflicted Americans into xenophobic war supporters. So easy. Here comes Hollywood! Yay! Around 2,000 socialists, anarchists, pacifists, wobblies, and others were arrested under the Espionage Act. 1,200 were convicted. And so they're just speaking out against the Yeah, which is illegal, right? Of course. Victor Berger and other party leaders were charged. Uh, Newspapers were raided. Articles were censored. 
After editorials attacking militarism and conscription, the government rescinded Appeal to Reason's second-class mailing rights. So they could no longer oh. mail. So, there, I mean, it's, it just is astounding, the level of how our, the way we mince free speech and have constantly. Yeah. The way that it is so embraced and so important, and yet at the same time shut down so simply and constantly. Yeah. Right. Gene grew more angry and determined. So the socialist press is pretty much wiped out. Right. So Gene goes back to speaking. And he knows he's going to be arrested. So he's basically going to... Well, he also, like, for him, he's like, I can't wait to see my old friends. <laughs> oh, my God. The <laughs> sheriff and his wife? <laughs> uh, top bunk. Dibs on top bunk again. <laughs> no goofing. I'll trade you my roll for your macaroni. It's the best time. Oh, so I have this bucket of blood. Excuse me? <laughs> so he knew he was going to be arrested. He's taunting the government to put him on trial. It's the whole plan. Right. So he's making this anti-war speech for several weeks across Indiana and Illinois. In Canton, Ohio, he speaks for two hours against the government and the notion that Americans are a free and self-governing people. The only time he mentioned war was when he said, quote, the master class has always declared the wars. The subject class has always fought the battles. The master class has had all to gain and nothing to lose, while the subject class has had nothing to gain and all to lose, especially their lives. Now, there's a 20-year-old dude in the crowd, and he has been recently hired as a government stenographer. Okay. So his job is to go out and type what people are saying at these speeches. He has no training and no experience. They just hired him and... He has no training in stenography? Yes. I missed a bunch of it. <laughs> he did. He did? Yeah. He's like, I, by the way, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I can't speak English. Very what is this? A pen? Uh, Shit. Um, okay. Um, Could you say that again? Excuse me. Excuse sorry. Excuse me. Some of us are having trouble hearing everything. Could you do it all from the top super slow? And if anyone knows how to type, come here for an unrelated thing. Could you say the punctuation part too? Like, you know, period, don't ellipses, go to war, ex- period. Anything, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So. I just don't want the government to get mad at me. I mean, he tried to keep up, but he kept having to stop, and he, he couldn't. But still, 13 days later, Gene was arrested for that speech and charged with violating the new Sedition Act on 10 counts. Did you say P2? Dot, dot, (laughs) ampersand, (laughs) R-R. Is that a quote? Uh, Yeah, that's uh, one. Pretty defamatory. Oh, it doesn't make sense. You're attacking the war, obviously, with the two R's. Yeah, I mean, I'm against the war. Oh, yeah. Well, looks like uh, this stenographer has paid for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish man. Uh, We was tapping the whole thing kind of a little bit, maybe. So Gene's arrest affected a lot of Americans. People who weren't socialists knew who he was, and everyone respected him. I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. You don't even know who Lincoln is. <laughs> and now he's being called a traitor. So they're like, what? Um, letters pouring, supporting him. So he managed, so he's out on bail, and he managed to speak in support of a socialist congressional candidate and against the war before his trial. So he's still out there doing his thing. Right. Now the jury is picked. Okay, here we go. 
The average age of Gene's jury was 72 years old. Jesus Christ. And they were all incredibly rich. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Now, the reason was this is because it wasn't a random uh, pick. County judges recommended who would be on the jury. Which is fine. That's how the How could that not be an issue? That's fair. Here's a good example of that. Fair is fair. That's fair. The prosecutor opened by pointing out uh, at Gene and saying, quote, this man is the palpitating pulse of the sedition crusade. (laughs) Stop palpitating. (laughs) When he was done with his opening statement, Gene leaned over and congratulated him on his speech. Hey, that was really good. You really nailed me. Thank you. God, that was my, uh, all my wires are vibrating. (laughs) Thank you so much, Gene. I'm a big fan. So uh, this means a lot. (laughs) After Gene's uh, lawyer's opening statement, applause broke out in the courtroom, and the judge <laughs> shouted, quote, Arrest that man and that woman. Arrest everybody who saw clapping their hands. Anyone with hands is going to jail. Did he really say that? Yeah, he really did. Uh, <laughs> we were like, that's why I snapped. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. get me. And then there were people who were applauding the judge's decision. <laughs> that's confusing. Don't, don't support me by applause. Uh, they arrested seven people, and then he adjourned for the day because he was like, It's all fucked now. <laughs> Gene thought the trial was just a formality. They were already going to find him guilty. For sure. During lunch, so during lunch, he started to sneak over to a saloon and getting shit-faced. Yeah, solve it. Solve it, Gene. It's like my dad is a lawyer. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that got weird. Yeah, real fast. True, though. He once got Uh, reprimanded reprimanded by a judge for being drunk. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The judge is like, "Uh, we can't continue with the trial because your lawyer is (laughs) shit-faced. Overruled. (laughs) So that's not your job. Okay. Okay. Guilty. Your Honor, may the whiskey approach. Permission to approach the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, uh, one of Gene's defense lawyers was assigned to keeping him sober during the trial. Okay. Mm. The defense witness called, uh, defense called no witnesses and admitted to the facts presented by the prosecution. Gene then gave his plea to the jury. Now, the judge didn't allow him to present any statistics on war profiteering, but he made his point about capitalism uh, and war. No evidence. <laughs> when Gene finished, several of the jurors were crying. Wait, and these are the... Old men. Really? Made old men cry. Really? Yeah. Because wow. their dads were drunks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is what I lived through. My I'm daddy. drunk now. This my is my daddy, Christmas. My uh, daddy used to go to the bucket of blood and I wouldn't... My daddy did too. My daddy did too. <laughs> so he's found guilty. Okay. On three counts. Yeah, those guys are still like, obviously guilty, but. Guilty for making me feel something. <laughs> guilty of teaching an old man a new lesson. <laughs> the judge said he was amazed by the, quote, remarkable self-delusion and self-deception of Mr. Debs, who assumes that he is serving humanity and the downtrodden. Trotted. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Unlike that judge who was over yeah. at the bucket of blood yeah. moments after that <laughs> court date ended. Good to be home. God damn it. I just, you ever seen Carrie? <laughs> Gene got 10 years in prison. Wow. Fuck. For fucking talking. Yeah. And talking on behalf of, wow. And talking in America. Shit. Oh, no. He's old now. I love that libertarians are always like, free speech, but the socialists are always the ones that get fucked because of it. Yeah. No one's like, put the libertarians in jail. So he went home while his defense was appealed. And then the Spanish flu pandemic 
arrived. Mm. So now he couldn't go out and speak. Well, then he became an anti-masker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to turn? Yeah. In 2000, uh, his, his 2016 campaign manager from back... No, his um, 1916. <laughs> oh, God, I wrote 2016. 19, it's 1916. His future campaign manager, he lives for 200 years. Oh, oh God, I've given up the end. Uh, his, his 1916 campaign manager's house was raided. Okay. He was fired. So much lingerie. (laughs) What's with these guys? He was fired from his job. He was blacklisted in Terre Haute, and he had to move his family to Illinois. Okay. Where it's so much friendlier. Yeah. Sacrifice. Uh, (laughs) So Gene had a nervous and physical breakdown. He's bedridden, and then the Supreme Court upholds the decision. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, Wendell Holmes, agreed. Even though one week earlier he declared that free speech could only be abridged in the case of a clear and present danger to public safety. So clearly something shifted. No, he's just like, I don't like, they're just like. Right, they're just clearly to get him, right. Gene managed to spend five hours with Mabel before leaving. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh. He's like, "Uh, so again, who is our son? (laughs) No, with this that he's cheating with. Uh, oh, Mabel, so sorry. Kate's his wife. Oh, God. Kate's his wife, shit. Well, um, I should go. i got to say bye to my wife before you <laughs> But it's been so good to hang. Four hours and, t- and 55 minutes. Yeah. I better go see All my right. wife real I'm quick. I'm going to go, uh, go. Say later to the wife. He did throw a kiss to his wife as the train left. Bye, baby. <laughs> Gene wrote a final message. Quote, Organize, educate, agitate. Tell my comrades that I entered the prison doors a flaming revolutionist, my health erect, my spirit untamed, and my soul unconquered. And my brain drunk. And yeah. Oh, wow. He was taken oh. to... You jumped the gun on that one a little bit. He was taken to Moundsville, West Virginia, to serve his time. Normal prison rules allowed one visitor and two letters a month, but Gene was permitted an unlimited number of visitors and letters. His Why? cell His cell door was... The warden loved him. Wow. Oh. His cell door was unlocked. He was free to do as he pleased. He felt so guilty about his treatment that he asked to be put on manual labor, but the warden refused. No, no, no. We're not going to damage those beautiful little hands of yours. <laughs> You've got pretty fingers. But then the, the warden asked for more money because he was like, it's costing, we need more guards to take care of uh, our special prisoner. So they transferred him. Oh, no. Well, I'd be like, no, 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 we're fine. We're no, fine. no, it was good, it was good. Uh, he was transferred to a prison in Atlanta, and the good times were over. He was confined <laughs> to his cell 15 hours a day, and he's in a cell with, like, eight other guys. <sighs> he became worried that Kate was alone, so he asked Mabel to visit Kate. No. <laughs> Mabel, oh, I'm weird ass you for you. I'm going to do the most manly man thing that a man has ever done. Check on my wife. Hey, lady, I'm fucking. Will you go see my wife? And <laughs> Don't team up against me now. <laughs> Kate was, wasn't an idiot and was so cold that Mabel never went back. She's like, yeah, you're the fucking mistress. Yeah. She was weird. <laughs> you know how your wife's doing? A uh, bitchy. She's That's a how real she's weirdo. Doing. <laughs> what is up her ass? But, no wonder you came to me. But they had a very, I mean, it seemed like they had a very loving, I don't know how you can, I never understand how you can have a, like a mistress and yeah. be in love with her and also be in love with your wife, but. Um, no. You know, there are polyamorous people that do it, whatever. So he and Kate wrote each other weekly, and the letters are very loving and nice but, during it all. So she's nice to the husband, but not nice to the mistress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Newspapers speculated about their... Interesting, <laughs> ladies. All right. New, newspapers speculated about their marriage. Um, 
When an anarchist was released in October from the same prison, he reported that Gene was near death. He had lumbago, heart trouble, blinding headaches, and kidney trouble. So the warden got worried that he, you know, oh, if he dies after hearing this. So he transferred Gene to a private cell, and Gene got a ration of whiskey for health reasons. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it's it is. It's so funny because I wrote this, you know, over time, and when I wrote it, and Anne, who did the research, was like, he sounds like an alcoholic. And I was like, and she actually wrote to two authors of the books, and they were like, one was like, no, 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 but the other one was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's, uh, but but now that you read it out loud and all these little moments that come up, like, yeah. oh, he had to get whiskey in prison, you're like, okay, so there's, yeah, <laughs> there's, for medical reasons, yes. medical whiskey, <laughs> doctor's orders, <laughs> please understand. <laughs> so, which honestly, er, almost every person that is, Right. Attacked by our government or, you know, whatever, the FBI or whatever, they don't last that long. He lasted a long time. Yeah. And maybe he lasted a long time because he, he was fucking numbed himself. Yeah. yeah, true. So the Socialist Party still fighting each other. Good. Yeah. The right wing expelled. He six- should get gin. <laughs> <laughs> the right wing expelled 60,000 left wing members. Half of the 60. 60- 60,000 formed the Communist Labor Party. The other half formed the Communist Party. Jesus Christ, you guys. It's the titles that suck uh, so bad. The confusion, just, whether it's letters or the same name. Yeah. Come it's on. also just like, uh, hey, uh, uh, you have a common fucking enemy. I know. Yes. Can you just come that, together uh, on I'm against capitalism and work from there? Which is, I think, so, I mean, even in the duopoly we live under now it's the same thing it's like all it is is wedge issues and you know they find these five fucking things that people you know like these social issues that people disagree and where at the bottom it's like look we may disagree on all these things but we all agree we're all getting super fucked by the system yeah turn it there i mean if you were to create something to destroy the left it would be social media. Like if you were, right. if you were like, how yeah. can how can I destroy them and watch them so eat, just them, eat themselves everything. alive? Yes. Well, because my favorite thing that always happens, and I've tried to explain this to people, and it uh, it's just when you post something that's very like, here's a thing that's really fucked up, and then you get people who like on the surface everyone assumes would be on your side and they're arguing you, but of course it's social media. So they're probably a troll. And it's those, those accounts that make themselves look like it's like, all those accounts they found that look like middle-aged black men, but actually oh, yeah. were yeah, just yeah. completely fake, that they would go in and be like, I don't know, I think Donald Trump's making a lot of sense. Yeah, and then yeah. people would be like, well, if that guy thinks that. And yeah. people are so easily swayed, but also that that kind of infighting, is it starts so easily. And other people who normally would be on the side, they just are in for, like, oh, you're right. There's a clarification, and you're not right. Like, it's almost like a chance, like, now I'm going to be the one that dictates what the thing is that's being said. or so, it, It's so nonsensical, and I've seen it so much on social media. Yeah. No, it is. It's like the... You, everyone wants to feel that their part has been heard, and so in many ways it starts to undercut the heart of any large issue. And yes. then you just start going, well, now we are just arguing about little, like we, I mean, again, you all, everyone can agree on the big thing. Social media just invites the, I mean, when you see comments on a picture, yeah. you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Someone's like, ah, it's offensive, I don't like chairs. You're like, what, please just go, how is this happening? 
It goes, it splinters in so many different directions. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's so, so stupid. Yeah. It's so dumb. So Gene, quote, it has been the fate of our movement from the beginning, especially in this country, to split. About the time we get in shape to do something, we have to split up and waste our energy in factional strife. We preach unity everlasting, but we ourselves keep splitting apart. Don't you think that's moles, though? That's that's kind of my point. Mm, um, yes, it's it's easy for moles to do, but I genuinely think the left just eats itself alive. I don't think it's all moles. I think that it's like this factional shit that's happening. You know, Communist Party, Communist the Labor Party, blah. They just. They can't come together, and there's one issue that they can't fucking see, and they just attack. I mean, I've watched people just say innocuous things, and all these leftists attack him, and you're just like, there's fucking a bigger enemy. Yeah. Right. Like, there's that always happens when you're like, oh, you're not bringing any of this over to these, like, Republican senators and governors who are, like, literally getting rid of democracy. You're going to bring it over here. Right. In 1920, the socialists picked Gene to run. For president. From jail. Dying. He's in jail. He accepted. He ran as prisoner 9653. I'm running for president. Yes. So he's literally, <laughs> that's what. I'm that's, running for the president. <laughs> that's what the buttons say. This is a button that says for president convict uh, 9653. Shit. And, uh, uh, really amazing. Uh, he was allowed to send one press release every other week to papers, but few of the papers ran them anyway. During the 1920 campaign, he was quoted in New York World, quote, As a student of history, I know that these great movements for human emancipation do not come without bloodshed. And although I would not kill a man in self-defense, I am in favor of shedding as much blood as absolutely necessary in in order to emancipate the people, but not one drop more. Moreover, if bloodshed is necessary, I shall not follow the course of some of America's super patriots who insist on others going into battle while they stayed home and piled up. Profits. Mm-hmm. Is that guerrilla marketing for the bucket of blood brothel? A <laughs> <laughs> lot of nods. A lot of blood nods. And blood two here. for one fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a blood fl- fuck sale. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's so funny how people are always like, you get more conservative as you get older. Just like Gene. <laughs> Sometimes. It's time for blood. <laughs> All right, old man. He got 3% of the vote. Okay. We had a presidential candidate in prison as a political prisoner who got 30% of the vote. Just if you're you're wondering what America is. (laughs) Um, But after this, he became depressed and stopped taking visitors. He told his brother to only write when necessary. One of Harding's first acts when he took office was to review Gene's case. Some lawyers, civil libertarians, and radicals were working to free Gene, and they organized what became known as the American Civil Liberties Union. Mm. On December 23, 1921, the White House announced that Eugene Debs and 23 other political prisoners would be released on Christmas Day. President Harding asked him to stop by the White House before he went home, and he did, and they met, and he spent the entire day in Washington. When his train pulled in, 25,000 people were cheering. But his health, health was a mess. He wanted to be left alone, but the socialists and communists <laughs> kept trying to enlist him in their feud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't know who to support at that point. For the next few years, his life followed a pattern of months of rest, followed by short tours to meet with labor leaders as well as the homeless and give speeches. Groups like the Kiwanis Club and the American Legion protested him and made it hard for him to book halls for his lectures. In 1923, he served as national chairman for the Socialist Party. They supported the progressive candidate who lost. Then the candidate left the party, followed by the Railroad Brotherhoods and most AFL unions. The party crumbled and nearly took the Socialists down with it. 
He kept traveling to rebuild local branches of the Socialist Party, and he had a heart attack on October 26, 1926, and died five days later. He's but like, I want to. <laughs> yeah, then they came in. I like, want to die. No, 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 you can't. You oh, can't yet. Okay. okay. Can you give us five days? <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Uh, sources, Nick Salvatore, Eugene Deb, UGV Deb, Citizen and Socialist, uh, Jack Kelly, The Edge of Anarchy, The Railroad Barons, Gilded Age, and The Greatest Labor Uprising in America, Ray Ginger, The Bending Cross, a biography of Eugene Debs, uh, Mark Bennett, Humanizing Mrs. Debs, uh, and then... I can't. And then yeah, it's a thousand. It's a thousand um, Harper's Weekly and uh, just tons of newspapers. Um, so those will all be up on the sources page. Great feel good story, Dave. Oh, it just drives you fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, and Anne Mummy did the research. Um, thank you, Anne. Thank good you. job, Anne. Yeah. Um, it's not taught in school for a reason. Of course. They don't. They because don't. Because you want to run through a wall right now. I we hate should do that one story. after this recorded, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. Thank you, Karen, so much for joining us. Absolutely. That was so fun. Fantastic. Congratulations on your 500th, guys. Keep Thank it, you. Thank keep you. it up. Thank you. We're and planning to get, make it to 520. <laughs> um, thank you, Aaron. 